Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Episode number 129 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, right here in beautiful Sherrard, Illinois, 1600 Buckslayer Place. We're right here in the Buckatorium Studios, surrounded by beautiful deer and beautiful men. I'm Steve in the studio, Kurt, Eric, and Moneybags, Mark Reif. What's up, fellas? Don't say beautiful men on the inside. <laughs> you guys are beautiful on the outside and inside. Thank you. Yeah. It's like, welcome to the Working Class Bonar. If you've never listened before, Steve's kind of into men. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's, uh, man it's, it's, it's a great time of year, man. It's like you know, getting towards the end of winter, and it hasn't snowed. Like, Antlers are falling off. Falling yeah. to the ground, man. Tis the season for uh, people. It's the what they say, the participation trophies for people, people who didn't killed deer this year i love that oh it's funny but i also love finding shed antlers like tremendously i mean who doesn't it sucks though because i've gone only a few times i'm trying to wait from the dana pace podcast we did i'm trying to wait before i hammer property and this i haven't gone once and it's killing me this week and next week are going to be real good i feel like a good percentage of deer's antlers or deer's antlers are going to start falling off so (laughs) yeah um yeah man we're uh we're chugging right along we got a cool episode for you um today Ralph and Vicky, the legends themselves, are going to be calling in. Um, 
we've been uh, we've been chugging along. We had our uh, two year anniversary party. Got to see the lovely, beautiful man Scott Bakken from HHA. He stopped by. That yep. was the biggest that surprise awesome. of the night. Yep. Yeah, it's a awesome. good deal when one of your partners for the show really mm-hmm. comes to your little garage parties and supports what you're doing. And Scott's a good guy. We haven't oh, yeah. scared him off yet, but I feel like he. He feels right at home, or we make him feel better about himself. Yeah, he has. It's like that's, that's why you go that's to Walmart. It yeah, he's like, well, it it's not me and Eric are kind of like you know part of the crew, and and Steve's around, and it's just like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we all we all had a good time. Yeah, if I, you follow Chip City um, on Snapchat, you got to see the Stevie Mo Chronicles all night. Or on Instagram, I think it made it to Instagram. Yeah, there's yeah. some on Chip City's Instagram, which uh, view at your own uh, risk. Just know, I always know when I'm on. Camera, so anything that's put out, it's because I approve of it. I was waiting for the next day to get have an email from every one of our sponsors and every peop- everyone that we know that's important in the industry to say, "Hey, just so you know, we're discontinuing our friendship together." Well, Kurt, <laughs> who would you have gotten emails from? That's when you're supposed to rattle off sponsors. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I didn't know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was trying to. I, I put the bait on the hook. You didn't bite. No, it's but. hard to read you like 95 percent of the time. Hey, man, um, I'm like the Iliad. I know I'm hard to read. I don't know what that is. Uh, I know you don't. <laughs> this, <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Scent Crusher. Uh, first, I'll say I absolutely love Dan Drake from Scent Crusher. Oh, yeah. That guy mm-hmm. is a an amazing human being. But the products he he puts out, um, I don't want to say they're better than he is, but uh, <laughs> I almost did. Can you that sounds that? way wrong. Can you say that? Can oh, you yeah. say that? Probably, Probably, right? I mean, yeah. I think um, you'd be all right with that. The, from the ozone gear bag to the ozone go to the closet to the even the tote, um, it's all good stuff, and I really do believe in it. And my selling point for Scent Crusher is my dad believes in it, and um, we've talked about it on podcasts before. My dad does not believe in uh, anything like that. Normally, it's just like I'll do it on my own. I'll do my own scent elimination cover since I don't work. That's like his theory, and Scent Crusher was like the thing that won him over this year. You know, he killed his bucket eight yards downwind. <laughs> yeah, and that's that never happens for my dad. He's like, it works, it works. <laughs> so he was thrilled. My dad looks like Dan cut him like a five hundred thousand dollar check to just wear nothing but scent crusher. Because <laughs> every time you see him, he has a scent yep. crusher shirt and hat, <laughs> and hat on. on. He's like, I don't know, it's good shit. What can I say? That's you didn't get on the party. I cannot. Yeah. I cannot. And the wait. shirt. Yep. Yep. I can't wait till like NASCAR season comes around. Hopefully, there'll be like a scent crusher, like the number. I don't know who's gonna number three. Austin Dillon. Maybe. I don't know who that is. Uh, NASCAR guy. <laughs> we already talked about HHA supporting the show. HHA is um, great, man. You shouldn't be a stranger to HHA, leader in single-pin sites, now multi-pin, uh, three-pin to be mm-hmm. um, precise. And, uh, the new be, rest. The new rest coming out um, soon. I don't. It's not out yet. I think March-ish. Mm, I thought that's what I heard. Yeah. I think I think Scott I, told I, us, I but I, yeah. it was so loud there. It was so loud. That's why I couldn't remember anything. We just don't listen to our sponsors. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, Smith's, uh, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. Speaking of done in March, Scott should be done by then. He's got to come do up. a podcast. Man. Yep. I don't know. He yeah. never has time. We, we need numbers. We need numbers. Yeah, because yeah, he did it last year, and that episode did really well. Did, I think he had people... a tally number of like sausage, jerk. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have like of each type of thing he did, yep. each, yeah. each uh, product, I guess you could say? I yep. think after the deer I shot, I only got like a half a tally mark on each <laughs> <laughs> he just he wrote one down, yeah. thought about it, and then erased He's it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't that much meat. <laughs> hey, you went there though. That's all that matters. I know. Yeah, it was a it was real good. It was though. a successful season. 
no matter who you are, except for Mark and, Mark and Eric. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> We're falling behind, but Again. it's okay. But you know what? If you want to better your success next year, you're going to have to get a consultant, and you're going to go down to 164 Outdoors. There you go. You're going to go see our buddy Ross Bigger, one half of the Mile Tying Club, featured on Respect the Game. He's got a shop right down there in technically Kirksville. I say if you know where Monmouth, Illinois is, get on there's a college one. there, 164, yeah. you'll, you can you drive straight there. Get on 164 Outdoors. He's an elite dealer, and he sells a lot of stuff from um, the outdoor group. So he's got Scott releases. Um, I think he's got Victory Arrows in there, too. CBE sites. And what else has he got? He's got all things that are good. Yeah, yeah. and all your elite apparel, so... You go down there, you go uh, get you a fresh Realtree Elite hoodie, um, or you can get one of those ah, nice. Those are so nice. Those, those nice, uh, those nice like gray vests. You know what I'm talking about? Zip up things. Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. oh man, those are sharp. So one sixty four outdoors. Find them on uh, Facebook. Yeah, we'll have a link in the description of the episode. Yep. We had a good time down there. We did a podcast. Um, for some reason, we recorded the video podcast in 4K. Um, don't know what that was all about. Meh. Real quick, we got to do. I was going to do a catchphrase. Great beard, great bows, great service. One sixty four outdoors. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. We'll see if he he uh, catches on to that. that. Um, should. We need to do a veteran shout out, and then we need to address mm-hmm. very quickly the giveaway that has moved on to yes. the second place winner, and which is, is funny enough <laughs> who it is. And I'm kind of like, it seems biased, but it's I not. Don't yeah. Um, the vet shout out this week is Go ahead. is yeah. all the. Uh, Everybody who works at Black Rifle Coffee Company, those guys have absolutely stepped up to the plate. Evan uh, Hafner, I believe, is his name. He's the CEO. Um, we got we got our hands on some uh, Black Rifle, and I've I've loved what they've done for a while. And you know, when Starbucks is like, we're going to hire ten thousand refugees, they go, you know, we're going to hire ten thousand vets. And this is a company with only seventy employees. <laughs> so you know, seventy employees. Maybe they're going to open storefronts and hey, stuff. That's what he's working on, man. You know, he's gonna he's gonna put veterans to work. So if they it, opened up Black Rifle storefronts, that'd be huge. Yeah, oh, Dude, yeah. it would, it it would, would take be great. Off. I honestly think it would kick Starbucks right in the fields, man. I really do. It, it'd kick them right because right well, between yeah. the. Right between the legs. What, I mean, what, what are you going to do? You know, Bring you're going to go talk. You're going to go talk to a guy at Black Rifle. You're going to talk to a vet. You know, someone who served their country. Or you're going to go talk to uh, someone who fled their country and didn't fight for their country at Starbucks. There, I said it. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> so, Black Rifle Coffee Company. They got some uh, cool stuff. Go check them out. And uh, they're our vet shout out of the week. Yeah, great coffee actually. Um, our buddy Baker sent us some delish, oh, yeah. delicious. Okay, so we did the Dana Pace. Um, shed antler carving giveaway. Um, well, we had it's basically a working class bow hunter goodie pack, and it's a shed antler with the morel mushroom card that Dana Pace mm-hmm. did. So we did basically guess the size of this shed antler. I'm not going to say the size we did on the Dana's episode. If you want to know for sure, you go listen to that episode. So we had a winner. He guessed it right on the money, mm-hmm. and he had a week to claim his his prize. Well, you had to listen to the podcast to find out who won. We're not going to just. You got to put in some effort here. This yeah, is come a, on. a unique, one of a kind type of prize we're doing. So I don't think we're trying to be uh, whatever we're trying to be. Mm-hmm. We, he didn't claim it. He didn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say here. I was going to get harsh, but I didn't. <laughs> Second place is funny enough. I had Steve today. I was like, go back through. We'll talk about it on the podcast. Research tonight. it. Yeah. Research, see who second place guest was. And it ended up being 
Trevor Schmidt. <laughs> no, there's no. If we sound too biased, there's no way. You, you know, if if he if he does walk away with the prize pack, he has to he has to earn it. Well, okay, he has to Here, earn it this thing. time. Now. We're not to be fair to our listeners, and this is an honest thing. Like we're being honest here. He actually won one of the local. He won the local legend award. Yeah. So we owe this guy a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do. Like he has a bunch of stuff. But here's the thing: I'm not going to say anything to Trevor in a text in the group message that we have yeah. or anything. He has to listen to this podcast by next mm-hmm. podcast episode. If he doesn't claim it within that time frame. We it's, go to the next person. It goes to the next person. Yes. If they don't claim it, we'll keep going down. And if it gets to the point where we're sick of it, there's someone who said, hey, if no one claims it, here's my guess. I want that thing. They're <laughs> they're going to just get it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like, yeah. Next we this to- doesn't, we're trying to give stuff away. We're not trying to drag this out. Yeah, all you got to do is listen to us talk for an hour. I know it's excruciating, but good Lord, give it a chance. So you Trevor might Schmidt, with stuff. somehow, I mean, that just goes to show why he won the local legends thing, because the, the, the dude knows deer and he knows antlers. Mm-hmm. He can guess a shed antler size almost to the exact eighth of an inch yeah. from a photo. Um, so if he claims it by next podcast... Then it's his. But if not, it keeps on going. I'm not going to say a word to him outside of the yeah. show. Yeah, I but uh, hey, he supports us, man. Oh, so yeah. I can't argue right with him. There, man. He'll listen. So he probably will listen. Yep. So if you're hearing this now, it'd be just pay attention. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, this podcast is going to be awesome. We have legends in the outdoor oh, industry. Yeah. They've been around for probably longer than I've been. Way longer than I've been hunting. Yeah. I was going to say longer than Mark, but you know, yeah, that's old. <laughs> that's been too long. Dude, Mark was the first person to shoot a bow and arrow. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've been watching them for years and years and years. I grew up watching them, so about when I was your guys' age, so that's about twenty years. They've been around for a long time. Yeah, we uh, we were watching them before the podcast. I've been watching them on my outdoor TV. They they hunt everything. Oh yeah, and uh, their dynamic is very interesting. As mm-hmm. I, I, they're one of my favorite outdoor couples. I would say maybe the original outdoor couple. Yeah, one of I them. I would say so. Um, they kind of maybe paved the way to what the outdoor industry or television outdoor television could be today, as far as like having your wife on and or the wife and kids or or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. You know, yeah. they, um, wor- they work so good together. They make it entertaining. Oh, it's yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna get them on the podcast. We hope you guys enjoy and thank you for listening. All right, so on the phone with us is the first couple in hunting, uh, the legends themselves, Ralph and Vicky. You guys, everybody knows who you are. We are all super excited. We're all like, oh, we're so happy to talk to you before we just got you on. How you guys doing? <laughs> well, hey, guys, how's it going? Yeah, you guys were excited until I said hi, and then you said you got quiet. I don't know why. Well, <laughs> well, maybe. Well, here's what you got to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on the show. It really means a lot. We're big fans, and uh, it, it's it's an honor. Well, well, thanks for having me. The honor's thank ours. You. Thank you. So let's uh, let's hop right into it. Um, you know, you guys have ha- have been around, you know, for a, for a good long while. Um, you could say it forever. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, all right, I, I wanted to word it in a way where I'm not like, oh, man, you guys are just you know, 150 years. No, you guys have been out there uh, putting stuff on the ground for years and years and you guys are still one of the, the the top names out there i mean how how do you guys do it what's the secret we'll, we'll start off with that what's the secret you know i don't know is there a secret ralph we've been blessed i can tell yeah, you that much I mean, there's I, I, definitely I, that out there i i think we huh. you, guys we, we've just always tried to keep it real listen we're we're not we're not something 
we're not trying to be something we're not. I mean, you know, I, I, <laughs> we're just we're, we're people that love hunting. We live this lifestyle just like you guys, just like all the listeners. And and you know, when, when you can when you can make a living doing that and appreciating it and giving you know giving glory to God and, and, and your family. And understanding that it's not a sport, it's not a, it's, it's not, I mean, this is a lifestyle. We all, all of us, live it 24-7. And, and I mean, you know, we've just tried to show that. And, you know, yes, we've been blessed, man. We've traveled the world doing what we love to do. And, and we've hunted critters that most people will never even see, but we never take it for granted. And we just, we've always tried to be just who we are and say, hey, guys, listen, if this short, bull-legged little Italian can do it, you can too. <laughs> Does that go for short uh, Hungarians? Because uh, I could really use some of that mojo over here. <laughs> I love that, and I think that's people can pick that up from you guys, and that's they can really relate to mm, it. Yeah, and that's why I mean I don't want to say that that's part of the reason why you guys are so successful and, and such an, an enjoyment to watch. I've been watching you guys like crazy on my outdoor TV and I just, you can't get enough. I love the dynamic. Everything's great about it. It's, it's just very real and comfortable. Well, thank you. I mean, that I think we said it earlier, leave me alone. Cause you can't polish a turd. Just let, <laughs> let me be who I am. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I, I can say this in front of everybody at any given time. Best thing that ever happened to me is, is my hunting partner right next to me right now. I mean, just, oh, I just, Valentine's Day looking for brownie points. Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let, let's use that as a segue, Ralph. I want to talk about, and I'm I'm assuming Ralph, you remember. I want to talk about how you guys met, and then kind of maybe where it went from there. <laughs> Hell, that was so long ago. It was like eighty something years ago. Yeah. I think, <laughs> holy cow! <laughs> I, uh, well, let's see. She actually came into my archery shop, which was called Archer's Choice, Go with figure. her ex-boyfriend. Um, <laughs> and, and oh, and I killed him, and I got her. No. <laughs> well, she, she she was his ex the minute she saw you, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. No, fell head over heels, and no, no. I actually I bought my first bow at Ralph's Archery Shop, and I did have a different boyfriend at the time. Yeah, and I didn't give you a deal either. <laughs> <laughs> my man, my man, keeping it real. Hell no, she had a boyfriend. Now, if she didn't have a boyfriend, I'd have gave you the bow for free. Yeah, you did. You did have a cool pickup truck, I did. but you had a boyfriend. Yeah, so you pay. So you pay full retail. Unfortunately, okay, not unfortunately. Unfortunately, this is how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> the bad part is you never know what Ralph is actually going to say. So I often wonder where he's going to go when he starts talking, and you can even see that like on the shows as well. Oh, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't know, and sometimes you can totally tell this on my face. I'm just like, I can't believe you just did that. Like, this is TV. You can't do things like that. But yes, he you doesn't can. seem to care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Kurt has that conversation with me about once a podcast. Yeah, yeah I'm like, <laughs> twice. It is, I'm like, listen, yeah. Steve, man, you got to you gotta get it under wraps you here, man. You can't keep talking about pro wrestling, Steve. This is a bow hunting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so... She came into your bow shop with her other boyfriend, which probably marked it. I would have marked that bow up too, actually. (laughs) That is hilarious. Um, 
so I guess I don't know if I need to ask more or if we just want to assume yeah. that. It- <laughs> actually, actually um, long story short, we ended up breaking up, and um, Ralph Ralph had his mom call me up and ask me out oh, for dinner one oh, night. Oh wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> uh, can you bleep words? Because I'm I'm about ready going to give one. <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay, so here's the deal. No, 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 wait, no. wait, wait. Did your mom? No, wait, call wait. me. Are you a me, lawyer? Did your mom call me and ask me? You sound like Dewey Cheatman half. You know that? <laughs> no, no. Here's the deal. Vicky, Vicky was signed up with all a bunch of other girls. I had now tell me, guys, if this ain't smart. I'm a single guy. I have a no. You, you know, were a single. I was guy. a single guy. Okay. I had a I had a very. I was blessed to have a very successful archery shop. And I was outfitting at the time. I had my elk camps and my bear camps, and I had a deer camp in Wisconsin. And I would run for one week in a ladies-only deer camp. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This it guy's was, got it down. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> so so Vicky, Vicky put her name and, and her number, and she signed up for it. Well, because how professional that I am, I knew that I couldn't take her number and call her and ask her for a date because she didn't give me her number, you know, for, to, you know. You had your mm-hmm. call me so now. Be okay my mom was working for me. me, me out for she dinner. was working for me at the shop. She didn't ask me if you could get my phone number. She asked no. if you could call up and, a- and ask me out for dinner. So she, isn't that a gentleman way of doing it, you my guy? Yeah, <laughs> hey, he had to have his mom approved first. I, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you have a little Italian mother, you piss her off, you're dead. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! No, I, 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 he loves me. Yeah. Oh yeah! I've seen Goodfellas. I know. <laughs> yeah, the Goodfellas. <laughs> that is a great story. <laughs> so all in all, it, it worked out really good. <laughs> that is awesome. That is a that could. I don't know if there could be really be a better story than that because no, you would expect no. like yeah, we just we met and you we know there's the, nothing special, but no, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it, it was, you know, and, and I mean, Vicky was already, she was hunting and she was shooting. Um, she really didn't do much big game uh, up until then. No, no, in fact, actually, no one in my family hunted. So, well, I mean, your cousins, your cousins. Well, my, my uncle did, my uncle hunted. <laughs> yeah. So, like, on Thanksgiving, he'd have, like, a dead deer hanging down in the basement or something like that, and that was about my only outdoor experience out to hunting and anyone to even, you know, show it to me or anything like that. And then uh, I was just, I've always been a tomboy I love pickup trucks and getting dirty and being out in the woods. And it just kind of fell, fell together this way, I guess. I don't know. You know, there's a reason and purpose for it all, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. true. What was the, the first animal you guys got a chance to actually successfully harvest together? Okay. So um, I deer hunted a whole bunch with my bow. I know many years Miss. ago. And I, I missed quite a few times because for whatever quite a reason, few. <laughs> I couldn't get a deer from my life depended on it. Yeah, they were way too fast or she was too slow. I'm not sure which it was. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was, it was horrible. It was bad. I'm like, okay, so I'm never going to shoot a deer. All righty. Well, we ended up getting married in 93. We're going yep. on 24 years this year. And um, actually, for our honeymoon, we went to South Africa for almost months. Well, see, we were doing, if some of you remember, we were doing videos back then. Um, you know, I started them in the late 80s, and then with Vicky getting involved, we, you know, we introduced, we wanted to introduce a, a, a totally new concept, and, and that was a, an actual couple, you know, hunting mm-hmm. on video. Uh-huh. So, um, 
and we went, we, we, a bunch, we, we had, we had some offers to go to Africa and, uh, we thought, you know what? If we plan this right, we could turn the, the offers into like a honeymoon. So, you know, little Italian from Chicago. I did some scamming and, uh, Attaboy. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we scammed it and we, we went to Africa for over two months wow. and shot. Oh my gosh, a pile of critters. Huh? Yeah. We actually went with a dear friend of mine and partner, remember? Brian Dan. Uh used to play for the Cubs. He and I mean we we just we had a blast. Wow. We filmed it. I mean we came back and, and actually put together because soup was it Super Super Safari. Safari. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so my actual first big game big game animal with my bow was a blessed buck in South Africa. That Fox he hit stopped. and got and recovered. I mean, <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> well, well because the oh deer the deer were like very elusive for you for like almost I and, and so the blessed buck is like on the ground, spotting and stalking in thirty yards. Yeah. Wow. Not for a tree stand. No, wow. and, and it runs forty yards and piles up and that was, And she pins it. I yeah, mean it just so, it was like that, yeah. was, that was that was the that was it. Then it was like, Oh boy, watch out. Oh yeah. Wow. That is, <laughs> you know what's listen, funny? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Ralph. Oh no, no. Guys, everyone who's listening, um, you know, you gotta ask yourself, should I get my wife or girlfriend involved with me hunting? Well, of course you should. Here's what I'll tell you. Learn from my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I used, mentally, I used to be 6'9", six, 6'9", nine, six nine, but mentally she has beat me down to 5'6". <laughs> I understand it completely. Are you, are you even 5'6"? I'm probably not anymore. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Ralph, I got to tell you guys, what's funny about the honeymoon story is um, one of our buddies that we have met through the podcast. I'm getting married June 24th uh, this year. Well, congrats! Good. Congrats! Thank you. Uh, and my fiance, she's got a bow, and we got her hunting this year. And she's interested. She's cool with all the, my taxidermy, which is a, a bonus. Um, what was fun yeah. is I got an offer from my buddy that we had met through the podcast to go to Africa, and it ended up being like the week after our wedding. So I went up to Sam, my fiance. I'm like, hey. Um, how would you feel about maybe going to Africa for a honeymoon for like a week? And she's a traveler and she's like, my first instinct is yes. And then I'm kind of like, but wait, let's talk about it. Cause we're just going to be bow hunting the entire yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> a twist here? She's like, I'm up for that for sure. But what we, I think there needs to be a discussion. So it's, it's up for debate, I guess right now. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know what? I, I'm honestly, it'll be a great time. You guys can, you know, take a day or two and, and go see different things, and it it you, it'll be a memory that'll last you forever. It'd be awesome. <laughs> my my girlfriend, she she says if she's like if we get married, we'll do a honeymoon and we'll go bear hunting in Canada because she's a Canadian citizen. And if I even get engaged to her, she'll buy me like a brand new gun. And I still haven't put a ring on it, so I might need to figure out what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> there's there's some good stuff in it for me, you know, a gun, a bear hunt, oh, and a wife too. I mean, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, that being said, with all your guys's like experience and the adventures you guys have been on together, if one hunt that maybe stands out in your minds is maybe the most memorable, or if there's a couple of them, I'd really like to hear about them. Hmm. You know, I'd have to say, and Ralph will probably agree with me on this one, is that honestly, 
we've been so fortunate and to hunt so many different critters and everything like that. But when we got our son RJ hunting, <clears throat> absolutely, that was, I mean, so like, like I'll never forget the first time RJ shot a hog. It was like three days before his birthday. I mean, we were down in Florida and we set up a crossbow for him and he had, um, uh, we had sighted it in with a laser sight because down there you can go ahead and use a, a you know, a laser sight down there mm-hmm. for hogs. And, um, this little, little hog comes in and he shoots it and he tells Ralph, he goes, my heart is beating faster than that hog. And he was so happy and he was his big smile. And I mean, I'm filming them and Ralph is helping RJ. And I mean, that's a memory that I will never, ever, ever forget. And now the kid that was almost <clears throat> five years old, just turned 16, is about to get his driver's license. He's six one and wrestles at 220. So, <laughs> you know. There's a lot of change going on in those few years. Yeah, he ain't mine. <laughs> He's six foot one. Yeah. Well, hey, he just hasn't he just hasn't gotten married yet. You know, he hasn't had uh, someone mentally bringing him down. <laughs> Five seven. What he's gonna say, and he shouldn't say it sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, no, he is really rough. I promise. Oh yeah, he's poor kid. Has my has my look. Oh, I saw that episode uh, of Maury. All right, yeah, I remember it now. <laughs> that, was a, that was one of the special features of one of the DVDs. <laughs> uh, you know, no. I think Vicky Little is, you know, and I mean, yes, we've, we've, we've seen a lot together. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, I think living this lifestyle, guys, and you know this, and, and all your listeners do, is, is living this lifestyle brings family traditions and values closer together it, it you know it's it just a there, there's something about understanding the outdoors and knowing that you know you're that you as a, a hunter provider are stewards of the land and the animals and that you know if you do it together as a family i mean you're blessed in ways you could you could never imagine absolutely absolutely that's i mean we on. right here i mean is a good example we we wouldn't know each other if it wasn't for hunting well, it even just yep. makes regular friendships way closer yep. in, in that, you know? Oh, yeah. It just brings everybody. I mean, you, you guys, I mean, you know what's crazy? It's funny. And, you know, you in, in a millisecond, you could be the highest of high and the lowest of lows. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I mean, every hunter knows that and experiences it. And yet, you go back to camp, and whether you're a hero or a zero you feel like you belong and that says a lot Mm -hmm. absolutely yep definitely and and the thing is with us and like you know it's i've called mark here in the studio hey man i I shot a buck for advice and you know some of the first people you call at and when you're because of course of course if you make a good shot you are always questioning yourself and if you need advice you call one of the first there's that few people on your list your hunting buddies man i need some advice and you're asking them that and and it's just a deeper bond you develop with those people and you and you trust their advice in those situations and it just bonds deep deep relationship and um we're all pretty much family now you know what i mean for sure um you know what oh go ahead don yeah you're right i mean you you do you end up you just get like a deeper relationship i mean honestly like like ralph and i will be on 24 years like i said come march and 17 of those years we've had we've been on the outdoor channel with archer's choice wow so, that's awesome yeah 
we're together 24-7 just about, 365 days a year. Why we haven't killed each other yet, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think about that every time I watch your show, too. I'm like, okay, they're they're so good, yeah. but there's got to be times where you guys are just like, get away from me. Or, or, or does, does that, that never happen? Th- yeah, this week, he's had a stomach flu. Oh, yeah. And I yeah, I've been like, stay away from me. And I was actually, I took um, our, I took his mom, I took Nani down. She's going to have hip surgery this weekend or this Friday. And I had to take her down to Alabama. And he was supposed to go with me. But he was at home not leaving the bathroom. No, I, I was I was worshiping the porcelain god. So yeah. then I, I tried to warn RJ, our son, to not get by dad. Well, that didn't work. He came home from school yesterday. I flew home from Alabama yesterday. And I have been Lysol and bleaching everything in this house. So, yeah, this week was a really good time where I really didn't want to be by him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. At least it's there's a reason for it. It wasn't just like, yeah. I'm just sick of you. No, you know what's crazy is, I mean, even though, I mean, our studio's on our property, our, you know, our, our guys and, and Nikita are all in the office, and we're, we do everything together, and, and it just it flows. And, and I mean, one of I think that if you talk to any of the people, like our outfitters and stuff, their 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 number one asked question, and they'll tell you, is are they really like that in person? And <laughs> all of our outfitters, and, and they're like, yeah, yeah they are. Yep, <laughs> that's awesome. Once once a whack job, always a whack job. <laughs> I would say that. No, I'll just take it. I'll just me. Yeah, I'll take the fifth, guys. I'll take the fifth. I would say that would probably be challenging because a lot of people, you know, you guys have obviously met some amazing people in this industry and in the sports industry and stuff like that. But, you know, keeping it real and keeping it grounded has probably got to be tough because I remember I was reading a a book about my my favorite – football player when i was a kid growing up walter payton sweetness yeah and you guys you know obviously i think he came into your archery shop and 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 you guys had a little bit of a relationship with him and i just am like you know all the people that you meet it's got to be tough to keep that real and not you know not let it blow up in your head that you're something special and you just keep grounded that's amazing you can do it that long yeah you know honestly um like with, with Walter, um, he and he and Ralph, I mean, he, Ralph can talk about that more, but I mean, they were actually really good friends and uh, they went caribou hunting. In fact, Ralph's first video that he produced, first hunting video, was um, Caribou Epic with him and Walter. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there was a great relationship there and, and a great friendship, and we do. We, we've been blessed to be, I mean, gosh, when the shop was open there in Berwyn. Oh, man. I mean, Cub players. Jody Davis, players, Keith Moreland, Carlton Bears, Smith, I mean, all the Bears. I mean, all of them. I mean, all of the. Bo Jackson. I mean, yeah, I, Kurt wow. Russell. If you, you remember Kurt Russell, oh, the yeah. actor, when he when he was filming um, Backdraft. Backdraft, all oh, of a sudden, yeah. out of the clear blue, I got a phone call, and it's him. And he's, you know, he said, well, I heard you're the guy to talk to about, you know, about bow hunting. And we're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't really believe it's you. But and uh, he pulls up in front of the shop in a limo with a lady. This, and I'll never forget this lady was she, she had to be six, five. She was huge. She, she was tall. And she was a she was a writer for GQ magazine. And she they were doing an article on Kurt at the time. And all of a sudden. I couldn't believe it, but Archer's Choice made GQ magazine because she wrote about 
Kurt Russell stopping in this shop to meet and talk with me. And I was like, I, I, I don't know of any other archery shop that ever made GQ magazine. <laughs> 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 magazine. But, that's awesome. And there's no other archery shop that set, cap, set Captain Ron up with a bow. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was in Waterworld, too, right? Wasn't that Kurt know, Russell? That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know. So, you know, I mean, we, we it's been very fortunate, you know, and I mean, you know, what's really cool is they came to us for something that we know a little bit about, and we didn't bother them. We didn't, you know, we never asked them about sports, about actors, about Hollywood. We didn't, we didn't do any of that. They, you know, we mm-hmm. just, this was, this was their escape, and because we loved it, you know, and we live it, we were part of, of, of to make them, you know, just escape their reality for a few minutes and right. you know mm-hmm. got, think about what we do you know when you go you're standing on a mountain somewhere or you're you hear a bugle in the valley or you're sitting in a tree stand or a ground blind we are doing the same thing we are escaping reality for that moment and man that's what hunting does for all of us mm-hmm. absolutely and it, and it just goes to show no matter what you do for a living what kind of person you are we all can relate and this one common interest. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Like you guys are here on this podcast talking to us in middle of nowhere, Sherrard, Illinois. Yeah, just some beer swilling <laughs> hillbillies in Sherrard. <laughs> it's just, uh, it just goes to show that it's, we're all in the same family. Yep. That's it. So, okay. I, I got to talk to you guys about this because it's been on my mind since I, wa- I the moose hunt that you guys did where, well, okay, Ralph, I'm sorry, but I got to say, Vicky shot that really wide moose, and it was a. Uh, it might have yeah. been a lot bigger than yours, and she beat her previous record. And mm-hmm. I know that you were struggling to it beat. Was. You were struggling <laughs> to beat. What is it? Sixty five, and maybe she she was pushing seventy inches on the bigger one. I don't know, Ralph. You can you can maybe have some How input on that. How the hell do you remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we thought we got. We thought we deleted that. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to talk about one Vicky's hunt with that moose and then the experience with your moose ralph because i was um puckering up a little bit um to be a little nice (laughs) about (laughs) how it all went down um we just watched this what like an hour ago well i i watched i've been watching them all week and then i had to i wanted to watch it right before the podcast and eric walked in while i was watching and i'm just like dude you have to look at this like this is insane (laughs) it's unbelievable um and keep in mind Yukon moose hunt is my dream. I have one tattooed on me. I'm absolutely obsessed with them. One day I get out there and do it. So I love the whole moose mania thing. I'm I obsessed with it. I just want to hear you guys talk about that whole hunt, both kills or however you want to cover it. I just want to hear you discuss it. <laughs> cool. Go on, Vic. Since since yours was mine is the biggest. I do no, the no, biggest moose. No, in the no, house. no. You, you have to be 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 correct. You have I the am. widest moose. Do I have the widest <laughs> Yes, you have the widest. I do. And yes. it's almost 70 inches. Wow. Your widest is 64. No, you have 55. So I have a couple 65. <laughs> Why the hell did you guys bring this one up? <laughs> Go on. Talk about your elusive. Uh, honestly, um, that moose hunt was really... It was really cool because we were out and the weather just wasn't perfect. And I mean, it was definitely moosey weather. And that's what we want because this past year it was just too warm and nothing was moving. So when we were up there and we were actually, um, we were basically we're on a lake and we were going around to different points and getting up high on the hillside and glassing and looking and calling. But while we were in the boat getting to the next point when it was kind of misting and raining out, 
we spotted just his antlers. I mean, he was just huge. He was just big and wide and I mean, it was just a matter. And but he was on a mo- he was on a mission. He was walking quick, so we were trying to get ahead of him. And then we finally got to a point where we could get out. And we thought we could ca- catch up with him. Mm-hmm. And then we had to kind of play the wind. The wind was real finicky we, because of the because we're down. You know, again, we're on the lake, but we're also it bellies down into the valleys in the mountain range up in the Yukon with McMillan River. And and I mean, we so we really. You, and anybody knows. I mean, you could play the wind. You just got to really, you know, when when that wind is where he's at. You keep using your 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 wind checker, and you're seeing that I have to if if I can get to an open shot, but you got your powder going out. You know that you have to shoot him before he gets to your scent line, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what we did. Yeah, I mean, and it just it worked out <clears throat> amazing. I mean, seriously, that was and actually his body. He was a big oh, yeah, old. Bull. Those big old bulls, you spot them from miles off. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. not only like Vicky said, how deep their body is, but you know, they're—I mean, your paddles—and they just bellow, they belly out, and they go up. You know, and, and I mean, you just when you see that, you just know. You know, everyone people would say, well, you know, his bell. Look at his bell. That's not true because in certain areas, if they have a heavier winter with a with a very severe cold front i mean they that, that could it could almost be like a turkey beard where a lot of it thought you know freezes frostbite mm-hmm. and they lose it so i mean don't yeah. don't judge it by the bell you'll if you see a mature bull next to you know a, a three-year-old or four i mean yeah. you know immediately you just see the whole body structure you, you and you see you see the rack you see the mass and, and you're like yeah and, and, and honestly it's, it's like white tails too you know you can yep. kind of you know you mm-hmm. can tell one a year and a half old to compared to a five-year-old. I mean, there's just a huge difference in their right. body. Sure. Thing with the moose. I mean, right. when but their back ends are getting so big, I mean, you can just see in the muscle structure on them that it, it's kind of crazy when they get that big. Yeah. Even Weight Watchers won't help those big bucks. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what I was impressed with yeah. is that Vicky's arrow zip clean through that bowl. And then... You know what? Go ahead. I, I, I was say, I was to say, yeah, actually, I mean, my shot was thirty yards, and um, I mean, that was a big bull, and we never found my arrow. My arrow went through him and into that that all the little brush stuff down there on the ground, and I mean, I was amazed. My bow, my hoist, I was usually set, it's usually set about fifty eight pounds when we hunting with my beam and arrow and a Hellraiser broadhead, a new archer's product Hellraiser. So it's a fixed blade. And we do put, I put a, um, a brass insert on the front end of my 50 arrow. 50 grains more, yep. yeah. 15 mm-hmm. more grains. Just because I like a heavy arrow, I don't need speed. I just want a heavy impact. I want to try to get it's more everything important. I Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, when my arrow went through, I mean, I think I was in shock just as much as I was excited because I couldn't believe my arrow went through that animal. And at 30 yards on top of it. Well, especially, too, we do autopsies on everything. Because I, you know, we like to, we still learn every time we shoot something, mm-hmm. and and she actually she 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 cut a rib, with I mean she went through a rib on exit. Wow! Really? Was there any so, salt I mean, that, in that arrow? Nope, <laughs> no, no, well, nothing like no, that. No, not that one. All right. <laughs> yeah, not that one. Not for the cape buffalo. Yeah, on the, the buffalo and on the water buff there was, but, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, and that was, I mean, you saw it. The bull goes about sixty, maybe eighty yards. I don't even know, and just piles up, and and I wow. mean. Sure enough, when I was filming and I saw him, I was like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna He's be bigger. <laughs> He's bigger. Yeah. Way bigger. He's wider. He was beautiful, and all there is to it. <laughs> My- and Don, you know, there was a fun part. I, I think we it was on there. Is Don 
Tyler, Ryan, the, yeah. we were all there together, and it was just, it was just, it was cool. It, it was one of those moments, like we were talking earlier, you know, you, you spend time with camp and you bond with people, and, and we, Tyler and Ryan and Don up there at McMillan River, I mean, we just go up there, and it's like just a, hunt, a bunch of hunting buddies getting together and hunting, and we were able to go ahead, and all of us, I mean, Tyler was with me, he was my guide, and Ralph was on camera, but Don and Ryan, they weren't what, maybe a hundred yards behind us and yep. watch the whole thing go down. I mean, so it <laughs> was really cool. cool. Yeah, it was really cool because then when they saw me shoot and they watched the bull go down, I mean, I hear screaming behind me and I'm like, what? And I turn around and they're right there. Like, oh. <laughs> so awesome. That is awesome. What is it uh, like it is, walking but, up on an animal like that after you shoot it? I mean, I know, I know they're massive, but I've never seen one in person, so I don't really have a real good idea on what it, what that must feel like. Well, I, I, yeah, it's awestruck, but I can also tell you that the fun ends the second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to pack it out. <laughs> yeah, all yeah, that. all that come out, and I mean, you have to get every piece that you possibly can off of that bowl. I mean, you have, the only thing you can leave are bones and the gut material. That's it. Right. Everything right. Has to come out. So, I mean, it, it. He he was seriously like I said. I mean, he was he's the biggest body and widest bowl that I've ever walked up on, and I mean, he just. He just—it was amazing. It's, it's awestruck. I mean, like, I mean, we have photos where all of us are behind the bowl and we look tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Can only imagine. And then, so the next day, or how it was on the show was the next day. And Ralph, you almost got everyone in a sticky situation with your bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know something? I, I. It's funny because we didn't start. Um, we, we weren't gun hunters turning into bow hunters. You know, I, I mean, at 13, I, I, way before that, I, I was shooting a bow, and I just fell in, the bow, I fell in love with bow hunting. And it's funny that, you know, today, I, I, you know, we see people, and, and especially depending where you live, you know, a lot of people want to shoot, you know, they're shooting further and further and further with their archery gear. And, you know, we've always, we've always been in the, the belief that bow hunting is a, very close encounter. It's a okay, thirty yard yeah. sport essentially. Well, no, yeah, yeah, and we and, don't need them at four yards. And so. I love <laughs> coming at us. When I get these big critters close because then it's no guesswork what pin to put on his chest. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> put them off. <laughs> you know, we 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 had seen that bull. We were actually we were on a younger bull. Um, and we were just, we, we were crawling and, and the bull, you know, we worked him and, and realized that, you know, he was too young. We want to maybe hold off. Um, and as we were walking out, we were a couple miles in, weren't we? Yeah. We were almost back to the boat. We yeah. And I heard, and we heard a grunt. We heard grunting. And I was like, that's a, we, there's a bull. So we ran back up to get to a higher point and we're looking, we're looking. We did a couple calls. Don and I were calling. Yeah. And we, he responded right away. Yeah, and he was actually up on a, coming down from the other ridge side of the mountain. Yep. And he was way down into the valley. Then he came out to the he came out to the water, but he winded us. Yeah, and then he went back in. And then he went back in. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh crud, you know what I mean? So we hurried up. We booked up high, came back around, called, and I think one of us was was trashing the brush. The other one was was cow calling. It stopped him. He turns, and all of a sudden, he commits again. So, I mean, it shows you his memory wasn't, you know, I, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, gosh, like a whitetail, he's gone. Right. This, you know, these guys, are, there's nothing they're afraid of. I mean, 
you know, if they think it, it, it's a chance to have some some loving, <laughs> <he's coming. laughs> and, and and I mean, literally, he he, he wants them. So you know, we, we sounded perfect enough that turned him, and he came, and we just thought that we would have time to get down into that draw because we kept checking the wind, and lo and behold. Man, he he covered ground way faster than we imagined. Yeah, we were trying to get down the bottom where it was yep. open, so we would have a good opportunity to shot because we were still up on the mountainside there, up on the hillside, yeah, in all them willows. And then all of a sudden we lost him; we couldn't find him. And like two minutes later, yeah. we're trying to listen for him; we can't hear him. And all of a sudden, we hear brush breaking. Here he comes, and Don got set up behind us, and I was on, the, I was filming Ralph, and this bolt just starts coming in. And I thought he oh, come right through the, I mean, he come right through the thicket, and he just. And I'd come to full draw, you know, I looked at him, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's mature. And, and I mean, he comes in, and, and I figured, well, he's getting close. He's getting real close. And I stuck, <laughs> I, yeah, it's kind of. I stuck him right in back of the shoulder, and, and he just, he put his antlers down and came right at us. A branch, a tree, he actually knocked towards us, hit almost hit us. And, and I mean, Vicky, which, oh, which to this day here I'm very goes, upset about, you saw like the ground. She was filming, and she—I thought she'd take one for the team and stand up, and, you know, and just say, "I'm going to do this for my husband." But she ran. You know, I mean, Man, you, you those little willows when he's coming through. When you want, if you get a chance to watch that footage again, and you put it in slow motion, you go frame by frame. When Ralph shoots, which you don't even know he shoots because that bull is so close and it happens so fast. That bull puts his antlers down, and he takes all them willows. And he, like, right on pushed him right on me. I mean, I was oh. getting hit by the trees. Wow. And I'm, I, like, put the camera down for half a second just to see where, where I'm shooting. Should have took the thing. Oh, my God. Wow. Yep. I mean, well, and then after, after he shoots, the, he goes out, and, and they he and Don both start calling again. And the bull comes back around looking, licking his lips like, hey, what else is going on? And he's got a beaming through his chest. Oh, oh man. That yeah. just shows how and tough then, they are. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you know, and then Don, after all this happens, Don comes, I mean, Don's not 15 yards behind us, and he's like, oh, my gosh, I thought I was going to have to call Medvac. He goes, I thought we were going to have to lifeline you guys out of here. He goes, I didn't know what was going to go on because Don was behind us, <laughs> and that bull was hearing Don, and Don had a paddle in his hand, and he was just doing and that bull never saw Ralph and I. I mean, that bull was going to go walk right over us had Ralph not shot. I mean, that is horrifying. At that point, <laughs> yeah, at that point. It was awesome. It was awesome. Well, that's that's Kurt's dream. You know, to get mauled to death by a critter. That's like a running joke on the show. Like, I kind of want like a scar from an animal hunting, but like end up okay, but come out on top. You know, like just a good story. (laughs) But like he died second. (laughs) That's what he wants to be. Like, Uh, yeah, I love it. I I mean, I I just I can, and I guess I don't know if it's stupidity. I just there's something about. You know, guys jump off mountain skiing and all that. <laughs> That's their adrenaline rush. Yeah. Mine is to get I, – I love getting these animals so close that you just oh, – You yeah. almost get hurt. Vicky had a had a really close uh, – how how close was that Was that moose five to you feet. guys? It was five oh. feet. Yeah, she yeah. – in slow yeah. motion. Oh, there, in yeah, there slow was motion. A, this is yeah, another one. Her yeah. arrow just clears the bow, guys. Her whole arrow is just clearing the bow. And it, the broadhead starting to strike the rib cage. Wow. Oh my yeah, this, God. this is it's a different. Insane. This is a different hunt. And like, yeah, the thing comes in. I mean, you know, cameras are always tricky because you know we, we all know how twenty yards looks. Um, we, we, yeah. You know, when you're in a stand or when you're you know in the timber, but 
You know, that comes in, I'm like, all right, man, that thing's maybe like three yards, you know, three, eight, oh, five. It, yeah, I, it, it just it looks deceiving. Right. It, yeah, no, he, he was really <clears throat> close. In fact, when that on that hunt, um, we were up there, and we had spotted him off the river. We were on a river hunt that year, and we, we got into the woods to try to get up on him, and we did some calling, and we had a, um, our guide, his name was Steven. It was the first time he was um, guiding moose up there in the Yukon. He's guided moose in Alberta, but not up in the Yukon. And we had already hunted up there a couple times. So we're kind of like saying, no, you can go at them aggressively. They like it. You know, like, bring them closer. Come on, this is fun. And uh, he wanted to kill yeah, me. Yeah, he wanted to kill us at the end of the trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, go figure. But um, so, yeah, so we, we saw him, and he's coming, and he stopped, and he held up. And if, the way he was facing, he was going to go back towards our left and he would he would have winded us so he's standing about 15 yards behind this big tree from me and there's a trail straight in front of us it's like 15 20 yards we're figuring he didn't come down the trail because that's what you would think a deer or a moose would do well Mm -hmm. when that bull stopped there ralph looked over at steve and like waved at him like go run he told him beforehand you know if he holds up i'm gonna wave at you you go run and call to kind of pull him through us and uh he went ran and tripped and busted a branch instead and that bull just decided, okay, I'm coming at you. So he just came underneath the branch, and w- what else are you going to do? I mean, I just, when he put his head down, I drew back, and he stopped in a perfect spot. And then he, and then it was like, you could see him go, oh, crud, I yeah. can't be here, and boom, boom. And then he, I feel some pain, and he ran off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what pin did you put on him? <laughs> All of them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to transition yeah. from here because I had to at least discuss moose hunting because I love the moose mania stuff. I love oh, it's I just that's my dream hunt. So I, any chance I get to talk about it with someone that has done it and has done it like, like you guys have done it, it's I had to bring it up. Um, one thing I want to segue into is I'm a very emotional hunter. I feel like I, I get excited when my buddies shoot deer and I get to the track. I get excited for them just as much. Like if I shot it, like. If my dad shoots a deer, it feels like I got one. Um, yep. It's, and, it's no joke, like, really. It, like if I, somebody he knows shoots a buck, he's more excited than if he shot that deer. So I get emotional. When I cool. shoot deer, I tend to get on the brink of, like, tears in a way. And um, some people laugh at that, but I feel like that they don't understand yeah, when, they don't when get it gets it. to that point. Um, <laughs> and there's two hunts. I grew up being a big fan of monster bucks, and that's probably yeah. where I became so fond of you guys. Is mm-hmm. I grew up with you on monster bucks, and there's two hunts that stand out in my mind where I got kind of emotional watching. And one is Vicky, your big 200 incher. Yeah. I mean, uh, white monster tail. bucks 15 volume one, and then Ralph, <laughs> your big mule deer. Seeing your guys' excitement and how emotional you got pushed reaction. me to the yep. brink of tears with you guys. And I just want to hear each of you discuss maybe those experiences. Sure. Um, you want to start because your muley was before mine? Sure. Um, <laughs> you, you know, the, the mule deer was, wow. Um, we had spotted him, and uh, we watched him, you know, going out to the to the sage and we lost him. And what, what the hunt that's actually two minutes took over five hours. And we, with the wind, we were, I was nervous about the wind. We figured, you know what? If we don't, bu- if we don't push him, we don't bump him, you know, we have a chance of maybe seeing him later tonight or, or the next day. So we, we started to back out. And lo and behold, as we're backing out, we're walking out and, and he just appeared. He appeared a few hundred, well, yeah, maybe about 400 yards, 
out, way out there. Out, he just come up on a knoll. We, Vicky and I, hunkered down. We're watching him, and then he just went back down in this ditch. And and what what he did was he 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 actually came out with his back to the wind, and he circled into the wind. Well, that's telling me right there he's looking to bed down. He, you know what I mean? He's coming. He's using that wind in his favor to come back into his bed. So yep. we waited about an hour or so, started going in that direction. Has still haven't seen him, and uh, I took. We were about maybe a hundred yards or maybe even more than that from from where I thought we, he went down into the in a little drainage, and we took our boots off. And Vicky wanted to kill me. She goes. I we're going to lose them. Yeah, I said, I've only lost one pair in all these years, so we're good. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> come on. And, um, as we started to work down in there, you know, we did know he was traveling with a, I think it was a forky and a doe. So we knew that we had like six pair of eyes that we knew of, um, to watch for. And, you know, and the wind's in our favor. Um, and as we, as we got closer, uh, Vicky, about 80 yards or so, spots his tines, just a little bit of his tines above the sage. And what he's doing is he's laying his chin. This is how old and, and smart this bugger was. Is he lays his chin flat on the ground so his rack doesn't hardly protrude over the sage. So people saw it, you know, so no one saw it. Wow. And, uh, wow, that's weird. She, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, and, and that was at that point we were about 40 yards from him. 60. Yeah, I think 60, we were 60. 60 yards from him, and that's when I just stopped. So I was filming him. And I'm like, I'm not moving anymore because if I mess this up, I'm dead. Yeah, like that was, that, yeah. That I will be shot instead of. I'm glad you you understood it at that. Time. <laughs> <laughs> that that's odd. like. Do you think those deer know how big their rack is? Like that's just kind of odd that well, he would I, I, lay that down. You know. Well, I'll tell you what. If you saw, if you see the mount, he's all skin from his chin down his throat and everything. And, and what I think, what I think it is, is they don't like to draw attention to them, whether it's people, predators, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think they learn how to hide and understanding that every part of them, even their antlers, are a flag. You, you know what I mean? Wow. So you, yeah. I mean, you, it's yeah. incredible. You guys, we, we've seen white-tailed deer crawling. I've heard that. My, my buddy swears he saw a deer that was on the brink of 200 inches belly crawling down a hill in some CRP. We saw it. I've seen it. Wow. Is it on and camera? Pixar didn't explain happen. That. <laughs> That's amazing. You know what I mean? how, weird. How else do you explain those those kinds of things? You know, and, and I mean, it's just it's just cool. And and I mean, yeah. so so as as we started, as I started to make the approach, you know, I, I, as me, I always do. I'm always checking the wind, making sure I got no no just back eddies or anything killing us. And we we start getting closer. I think I got to about. 40 yards, 30, 30 or 40 yards. And, and I come to full draw first. And then I, you know, I bleed it. Nothing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and I don't even see his tines move. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to get closer. I get closer. I come to full draw. I bleed nothing. I'm thinking, did he die? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> had a heart attack right then yeah, and there. Yeah, yeah. But, but we had a good wind going. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he, his ears are down in in the sage and the yeah. dried sunflower. So, so we get. I think I got to twenty or twenty-one yards. Damn. I came to full draw. I bleeded again. Nothing. And I figured, you know what? I, and I'm, I'm knowing, you know, knowing the anatomy of most game. 
I, I just knew that I had to keep my 20-yard pin where I thought his chest would be because I knew that once he stood up, I'm only going to have a millisecond. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So oh, yeah. I probably held, I think it's on camera, for almost two over two minutes, and I, I snort wheezed, and I got I see his antlers start to come up. And all of a sudden, he, you know, I, I wheezed again, and he comes straight up. He's looking at me, and before his mind could let him know what I was, <laughs> that beaming hit him right, right on the crease. And yeah. he went about 40, 40 yards and, and piled up. And, and I got to tell you, I, I fell apart. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> that was awesome. You know, if you ever want to watch a YouTube video, a uh, short Italian from Chicago shoots monster mule deer. It's right there on YouTube, and it's <laughs> it's emotional, man. You're crying right there with him. Some great music's playing, and it's it's one of the the best reactions ever, man. I, I oh, feel yeah, it. it was it yeah. was uh, it was just you know, and again, you, you, you know, like when when you're hunting alone, there, there's a satis there, there's a self satisfaction, you know, it, that, that after you, you know you take the animal. That it, it all came together, but when you're hunting with your partner, and, you, and you're trying to film it, or you're even you're just you're not filming it for anybody. You're just filming. You guys are having fun doing it, man. There's there's just there's something else added to it. Mm-hmm. Right. That wow, you, you you made this happen together, and it's all cool. And and, and don't worry, I'll find. Yeah, I'll get your boots back. Right? Yeah, I will. Got our boots back. <laughs> so, you know what, guys? I shoot a 226 or 28 inch mule deer, and all she's worried about are her damn boots. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy as many boots as you want, honey. Just yeah, just man. worry about the there deer right go. now. At the time to get a new hunting there partner, I would I'm think. Yeah, when, when that buck stood up, oh my gosh. I mean, I don't even know what went through our heads at that time. Oh, it was just... There was just so much, but it was a it was textbook. I mean, it was like the sun was in our favor, the wind was in our favor, the. I mean, everything that could imagine. And actually, when when he went bedded down, we only saw a dome jump up with him. Yeah, we never saw a fork. We never saw a little fork oh, again. Wow. We have really? no idea where he sat. I mean, we could have gotten busted at any time yeah. going up after oh, him. Oh, wow. Well, you know what happened? He crawled away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, he's belly crawling. Yeah. He's, he's going to be the next 220-inch. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh. Here's here's why it did happen because I'm short Italian. I really couldn't see over the stage. And he oh, there you go. <laughs> That may help you. <laughs> hey, it finally pays off. Built like a pro golfer, man. It works out in your favor a lot of times, especially yeah, in Sage. That? And I'm built like the caddy, so we're good. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. oh it, it, Ralph, I got to say that helps for everything but moose, apparently. Yeah, yeah I, think so. I think so. Well, let's... No um, now we we want to talk about Vicky some more because um, <laughs> no <laughs> offense, like, yeah, no offense, but uh, Vicky, um, that deer that you shot is um, that is probably out of all the hunts that have been filmed, that's probably top five for me, and it's number one right now. You should have just said it was number one, and that yeah, would have made yeah. sense too. Hey, because yeah, there's a couple other ones, but like there's a couple that bounce back and forth depending on where I'm at. But that is my favorite hunt I've ever seen on TV because it's. It's, it's the real. most real, real. reaction yep. ever. I yeah, I I just lost it honestly. Um, and that my my white tail was actually two years and about a mile away from where Ralph shot that muley in Colorado. Yeah, really. Uh, yep. Where were you guys hunting? We need to hunt there. <laughs> we were hunting in Colorado. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. But yeah, we um we we were we were going out there every fall. 
and we it actually was it's not an outfitter it was just a no. friend that owns a you know owns Good a bunch of land yeah. and he just let us hunt so we'd go out and free scout we'd put you know we at there well when we first started there we were putting out timers mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and then we put our trail cameras <laughs> <laughs> can we be friends with this guy good lord or gal <laughs> Let, let's be friends friends introduce friends yeah <laughs> We actually, we never got him on camera or anything. I mean, no. we'd seen some good deer coming through there, but we never saw him. And the buck-doe ratio there is just so close that if you got there while they were running, you were more than likely the bigger bucks that you wanted were going to be busted already. I mean, it, it was that crazy out there. And um, we went, we sat the one afternoon, and usually Ralph and I would kind of like throw up toss a coin to see who's going to hunt first when we were hunting deer like that back then. And I won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't doubt it. And, yeah, no doubt. And um, what we would do is whoever hunted in the, in the afternoon would hunt the next morning, and then we would switch off. Right. Because in that way, if you shot something in the afternoon, you had to go recover it in the morning, then you're not messing up the other person's hunt. Mm-hmm. So that's how, we, go. that's how we would always do it. So we went out that afternoon, and we sat up in this old tree, this little old tree, and it's November 13th, and they're all of a sudden like we're sitting there and there's a green field and all these deer come out single filey and they're all bucks and it's November 13th and they should have been not with them the rest of the guys they should have been with the girls right. you would have thought that <laughs> something was changing <laughs> yeah someone was getting married it's a bachelor party <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a bachelor party going on out there and so we're watching them and, and you know I mean they're probably 150-200 yards away and we're watching them 150 yards yep. I'd say huh and we're watching them and watching them, and then all of a sudden, before we saw the one I ended up taking, there was a big, uh, big nine. He was, he was a nine. He had big he was a four by Remember five, him? and he was a, this big mature buck. And I mean, heck, he probably went a hundred and he was mid sixties, mid sixties. Yeah, one sixty. Yeah. But, but his body, oh. I, I to this day, I still believe he was at least forty to forty five pounds bigger than her buck. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So he was then, massive. And then all of a sudden, we watched a couple of the small bucks come out, and then all of a sudden, this big guy comes out, my, the buck I end up shooting, and uh, he comes out to the green field, and so I try rattling, and no, none of them lift their heads up. And I try doing a couple grunts, and nothing happened. And then we're, like, looking at each other, and we're all like, you know, hey, Vic, try smart weeds. Just try it. And I'm like, okay. And it was funny, because HS had just come out with a call that year yep. for it. So I went ahead, and I did the snort weeds. And didn't get anything really, and then I did it again, and then all of a sudden that big nine and the big guy and the taking, they both lift their heads up and look in our direction. I thought, oh my gosh! And they were probably thirty yards, forty yards apart from each other. Yeah, apart from each other yeah. in the green field, you know. And then all of a sudden, the my big guy starts walking towards towards the fence where he's got to jump over the cattle fence. So the, the other and, nine. And the nine, but as soon as the nine saw the big guy coming, he just put his head back down and he was like, "I'm not going to mess with this guy," even though he had probably forty pounds. It was the coolest thing you when you talk about you know order. Y- yeah, that, that I mean the respect that that buck had, even though he was bigger, and you know what I mean. Right. You could, I mean, as I'm as I'm filming, as I'm filming, <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> oh no, no! And I'm oh, looking no. at him, and and he he is coming in like on a string, on a string. Just every he comes to the fence, he jumps over the fence. Okay, now wait though, because here is what I have to deal with. Here's what I have to deal with with my wife. Okay, <laughs> here is a true first ever. I'm watching a 200 inch plus buck come to us, and a bluebird 
fly. It was by. Eastern Bluebird, and I couldn't figure <laughs> out why. Oh, look at the bluebird. <laughs> I wanted to freaking strangle her. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I honestly think that I honestly think that, that bluebird there was there for a reason. I God think, said, you know what, I'm going to count you down. your butt down. Look at the bluebird. <laughs> we call them squirrel moments around here. I had a bluebird moment. And that buck came was coming in closure, and my heart started racing a whole bunch again. The whole tree. And he got behind the tamarack, <laughs> and my heart's racing, and all of a sudden there's two bluebirds. And I'm like, look at them. And Ralph was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to kill you, you know. But, <laughs> and, then, and, the buck, and then the buck walks out of the tamarack, and at 17 yards, I'm full draw, and bam. Yeah. But then he runs off, and he stops, and we were a little nervous. It was a bit, we thought as far back. Yeah, but we were in back yeah, long. He knew it was, yep. And um, then he went behind the camera, and we didn't know where he went. And I start shaking, and I can't even look through my vinyl because I'm shaking so bad. <laughs> this and whole then, cottonwood tree is shaking. And Ralph is shaking, <laughs> but not because I'm shaking, but because he's shaking and I'm shaking. And then he wrote, and he turns around, and he's filming it, and he goes, Vicky, he goes, I think you just broke 200. And I look at him, and I'm like, uh, no, I didn't. And he's like, well, Vic, I think you did. And then I took more, and then I start crying. And oh, my God. I love insane. that. I love the emotion. Was, oh yeah, it's real, oh. man. And, and then we get down out of the tree, and, and she wouldn't shut up. I wouldn't shut up. <laughs> wouldn't shut up. Wait, <laughs> I'm holding the camera for like ten minutes, and I'm like, "You need to shut up." I can't yeah, believe how steady you held that camera, <laughs> Ralph, the whole time, man. It was like, how are you not shaking too? You know, it was, was, it was nuts. He was shaking as bad as I was. We were both shaking. I mean, and then. We go and we track it, we trail it, and they had a great blood trail. And oh, I don't, geez. and I, sh- I should watch myself because I said, I went, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. I don't know how About many times, and I probably times. shouldn't have been doing that, but it was just pure emotion. And when we walked up on him, I just, I just started bawling and crying again. And then I, I look at Ralph and all, all smiles and calm, and I'm like, well, I told you I'd shoot a buck like this with all these eye guards. I wanted to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Your guys' emotion is so real. It, nothing about it feels like staged or faked, and and that's why it. Br- watching those two hunts, it brings me to that feeling. If I was there and actually shot a deer like that, because that's my dream. You know, I envision shooting that Boone and Crockett, or hopefully one day that two hundred plus inch whitetail or mule or whatever right, it may be. Yeah. Or even 200, you know, just breaking Pope and Young at, on an elk at 280, I, you know, yep. I would yeah. be screaming. I, I would, I'll cry. I'll <laughs> hug everyone around me, and anyone can make fun of me for that. That's completely fine. But what I say to them is they just don't understand it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a mental – it's a challenge. The only challenge is and the only competition is between you and whatever you're pursuing. And, uh, yeah. and people don't understand that, I think, from the outside especially. No, and I think what else, you know, we just got done talking about, you know, 200-inch deer and, and, and this and that. And we also don't want to put just that measurement so people think that's what it's about. Right. You know, I, I yeah. think what you want to do is you want to put that measurement on the experience. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, exactly. And, and, and that's that's what it is, is, you know, we, we, we've been very blessed, all of us, you know, to take some incredible animals. And we mm-hmm. get them, we get them scored. Just be, you know, we measure them because we just want to know what the, what it what it what it comes to. But right, right. We don't we don't we don't register anything in the record books. We we you know because we didn't shoot it for that. We shot it you know we shot it for us you know you know and I mean you know to have that experience and that memory and and you know somewhere down the way is 
you know, when we're done, you know, we, we can at least sit back and, like I've always said, we may never have a lot of money to our son, RJ. I said, but we promise you one thing. We're going to leave you a fake Noah's Ark. You're going to have two of every on it. You never have to feed them. You never have to water them. All you got to do is vacuum them, and you can be happy. may not be worth much, buddy, but yeah, but the memories will, will last you forever. Well, the thing is, too, you know, that that's what builds on it. You know, I'm into the 150s on whitetails. You know, my goal next year, if I get the opportunity, of course, a mature whitetail for me on the ground, I'm able to hunt four and a half, five and a half or older. If if I get a chance to break that 160, that's that's record breaking for me, and I, I'm going to get just yep. as emotional. Mm-hmm. This year, I shot a 140 inch wide eight pointer, and I was tore Great, up all man. over it. And I'm I'm happier than hell, and I'll never I'll never make an excuse for shooting that animal. That's just what it's no, about. No. So that's it. I follow I follow you guys completely, and yeah. I, I think that gets lost in the whole TV hunting and the personality and the industry of that is. People don't realize, you know, it's what you've built yourself up to and what you strive for. It's a personal goal, and mm-hmm. um, it's right. it's what you strive for, and that's what's going to make you emotional. So that's what you go for. Oh yeah, that's like a that's right. If it, yep, if it trips your trigger, you don't you go for it. Right. Yeah, exactly. if that buck if that buck steps in front of you or whatever, and you know the feeling's right, you're going to take that animal. Yep, that's it. Now you know we all go through stages. You know when you first start hunting. It's all about getting that first animal. Once you get that first animal, then it's about trying to get as many as you possibly can. And then it's about, you know what, maybe being a little selective. And then it actually boils down to maybe even being more selective. Mm-hmm. And in that, in that period of time, you get to a point where then you have someone that you want to mentor. Yeah. And you realize right. yep. that none of that matters except get, getting that child or that, that new hunter the opportunity and once you do that then i think you've really you, you you've come in full circle and you've fulfilled every aspect of a true sports person i'm trying to be politically correct um a true <laughs> sports person and and you live the lifestyle that we all cherish yeah definitely yeah we appreciate you being politically correct you don't have to do this on this podcast we're <laughs> we are very we're not politically correct we we tell it like it is and not like how it was you know <laughs> yeah she's kicking me if i don't be somewhat politically correct well you got to watch yourself too especially being in the public eye i mean you, oh, you yeah. slip up one thing that you don't think it's a big deal and all of a sudden it's a big deal a but hello deal. social media yeah but, but for the most part for oh, yeah. our industry everyone's like we're all pretty cool, but yeah, it's the outside it. of our we industry that's we not. It. <laughs> exactly. That's it. I mean, you got to remember, you know, whether it's what you guys are doing, whether it's what we're doing, whether it's just just anybody, you know, putting out something on social media. On Facebook, they post, you know, they post a picture of their first deer. People are going to criticize because some people right. don't understand it. They're against it. Here's the reality of it. We just need to stop picking apart each other. Mm-hmm. And say, listen, that may not be the way I hunt. I, that may not be the you know my weapon of choice, but it shouldn't matter. If they're doing right. it legally, guys, we just stick together because if stay, standing united, they can't beat us. That's Amen. Right. That's right. Amen. Right. Player right. haters can't bring us down. They're called player haters, by the way, for our <laughs> yeah. urban listening who, who don't understand. <laughs> young. Um, listen. Ralph and Vicky, we've got a very fun thing we're going to do with well, you. Well, hold on. I want to, t- I want to, I want to cover two oh, you, things. Oh, you want to hit First, two things? First, I want to say, Vicky, I feel that I, I think that you may be the biggest 
um, female bow hunting role model in the whole industry right now. And I think that's where females, if they want to look up to someone, they need to be focused on you because the things that you've done and you've outshot Ralph, you've, you've killed bigger animals than Ralph. <laughs> yes. Damn you guys. <laughs> He's out of here. He's done. Ralph's like, okay, next podcast we do with you, it's just going to be Vicky. Yeah. yeah, he's like, there's no next podcast for him. It's just the Vicky show at this point. We want the we, we want the real one this time. So I just got to say that I just thank you for that, and I'm I'm going to guide my fiance to you as um, a role model, and uh, she's she's already familiar. She knows she's uh, it was really excited for you guys being on the show tonight. So I got to give you that from okay. me. Now you got to give it to Ralph. Congratulations. I ain't talking to you. No, 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 Ralph, 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 Ralph. Ralph, we got to say this. We got to say this because uh, I didn't say that from the bottom of my heart. Congratulations on you marrying the uh, the best female role model in the hunting industry. You did good work. Shouldn't have charged her retail price on that first bow, Ralph. Ralph, we love you, but, man, uh, our heart's with Vicky, I think. Yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, dude. I'm, I, I'm not being politically correct no more. Oh, here, here he goes. Welcome to the show, Ralph. Yeah. Nice to have you. We're going we're gonna to screenshot this email later. You want to find out yeah, the real Ralph hey. and Vicky, check it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys something right now, and it's not because she's sitting next to me. I concur with you a thousand percent. I, you know, I, I mean, I, I've seen her on her on her highest of high, her lowest of lows, and no matter what, she makes me a better person. And and I mean, she's just she's she's a great mother to my son, to our son. She's she's I'll put her against anybody. When it comes to hunting, except me. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that a boy. Behave, Ralph. You know, you know, and and I, you know, and I think you guys have seen it. You know, I've turned around and we've been in camp with other people, and you know, some of the women will be spending twenty minutes before they go sit in a tree stand in the morning to get looking right. And Vicky walks out after a shower. She puts on her camel. She puts on her camel makeup, <laughs> and she's she heads out. And and right. I and she you know she she hangs her own stands. She guts her own deer when no one offers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, you know, me and someone says, "Oh, well, I'll get that." Okay, then go right ahead. But actually, this year I had a gut. Um, new deer that I have to go gut. I gutted someone's deer this fall because they they didn't know how. Yes, yeah, I'm trying to think. Who did? Who was over here that we did that to? That's funny. Um, <laughs> what do you think? That was cancer. Never, no. 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 Who did okay. that do with? I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! You know what? It was my deer. Oh, was my, oh my god! <laughs> I can't remember your own deer. <laughs> <laughs> really? She doesn't drink or do drugs. She doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> Like, yeah, sometimes yeah, I wish I she would, there. but she doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because you weren't there. Because you were at home with RJ while I had my Iowa tag, and I yep. had an Iowa buck this fall, which you guys haven't seen yet on, on the show yet. But I should, I shoot this beautiful Iowa buck, and I go and I recover him, and Josh and I are there, and Josh, I, I probably gutted you more deer than Josh. So I'm like, uh, 
his legs up for me. Hang on a second. I got my big old gloves on and away I went. So, hey, know, there you go. Cute. That's awesome. Perfect. Well, that's I got to do. I got to do one thing on this episode, um, and this is just solely to embarrass one of my friends. Um, my oh, buddy, my buddy Jim Burns. I grew up hunting with him. He's uh, I've looked up to him forever. He has a big crush on Vicky, so I got to give him a shout out just right now. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then he always has like me growing up. I always remember him like, oh man, I love Vicky. And then, but I saw so that's just me, just solely just to embarrass him right now. So when he listens to the podcast. Hey, <laughs> he, Jim Burns, he's not far from you guys. He lives in the he's suburb, suburbs of Chicago, and he is a he is a big animal killer. He's got a uh, Boone and Crockett Yukon bull and all the good. So Ralph still got him beat. So don't worry about that, buddy. <laughs> yes, you do, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. You do, Ralph. Don't worry. So what we want to do really quick. <laughs> what we want to do really quick is we do a thing we call rapid fire, and that's just. Questions we shoot at you and one answer mm-hmm. questions. If you feel like you need to elaborate, you can, but it's got to be kind of quick. Um, so okay. I'm, the first one, favorite pro wrestler. <laughs> I went there. Skip. Well, the heartbreak kid. Pro oh. pro wrestler. Pro wrestler. Hey, professional. Her, kid, her kid's a good answer. He yeah. will be pro. Hey, yeah, he's, he's going to be wrestling The Rock next to WrestleMania. <laughs> Wasn't the heart? Well, yeah. Heartbreak right? kid. Wait, wait, is pro wrestling the fake wrestling, but they're athletes, right? Correct, yeah, they're pro. They get paid for it, so they're professional. The fake wrestling. The fake wrestling, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Hulk, Rock, and the Heartbreak Kid, right? Shawn Michaels. I love Shawn Michaels, dude. I want to get him on this show. (laughs) Okay. Because he, he, uh, is McMillan Rivers Ventures, is that connected to the the show that he runs? The the Outfitter. Oh, it's the Outfitter, okay. They they actually want to keep is part owner in the McMillan. That's what I thought. Okay. Partners. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Favorite outdoor magazine. Oh, um, bow hunter. Peterson's Peterson's bow hunting or bow hunter magazine. Yep. Okay. Um, backstrap or jerky. (laughs) (laughs) That was an easy one. Okay. This is beside your guys' shows. Favorite outdoor related show. Oh, now you make us think. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Hang on a second. Um, outdoor related. So does it have to be hunting or? It can be anything. Related? It can be anything outdoors. Oh, wow. I Guys, you know what's funny, and, and and I apologize. We don't watch that much, so hey, not, you're making mm-hmm. us think. Um, I don't listen to other hunting podcasts because I, I don't want it to influence like, me. Yeah. Ralph like Alaskan Bush people. Yeah, they scare me. Oh, I love that <laughs> show. That's a great they show. They scare me, man. I'm like, whoa, they can't be that weird, can they? <laughs> Killing critters with M1 Garands. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, um, morning or afternoon hunts? Afternoon. All day. Afternoon. Ooh, okay, this is going to be a, a good one. one. Typical. He said, he said I could I could say something else, though, so I don't yep. want you to. typical deer or non-typical non-typical nets for fishing yeah (laughs) um hang on or ladder stands Mm. okay so a hang on if i have a stick i don't like steps yeah yeah okay understandable um okay so say you had just shot the biggest animal of your life, whatever species that may be, you're going to go back to celebrate. 
Do you have a beer or do you have a whiskey and Coke or a rum and Coke or, <laughs> or, or some sort of liquor, whatever you do? What's your celebration a drink? Yeah. A frozen strawberry margarita. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Man, that's a fancy one. That wow, frozen yeah, strawberry huh? margarita. Is that both of you? <laughs> no. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Um, that's a good question. Um, I'm not a drinker, but if I have like one or two drinks, I fall asleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I probably have a, a Jack Daniels and Coke. There you go. <laughs> Apparently, this guy's drinking NyQuil for the celebration. Hey, guys, do you notice why Vicky was so quick to answer? And Ralph's like, well, one or two, and I fall asleep. Vicky's like, well, I'll drink like six strawberry margaritas and have a good time while Ralph's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we weren't supposed to tell everyone that. No. Yeah, yeah, she's drinking strawberries. The secret's out. Yeah, We're yeah. just tearing down relationships here on the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> since you guys have hunted a lot of critters, what's your dream hunt? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, we've hunted lots of critters. There's actually, I, I, and I know Ralph will probably say, I know what his dream hunt is, but um, I've been very fortunate. I've taken a beautiful brown bear, but with a 300 wind mag. And I think I would like to try to get one with my bow eventually. I think that would be my, mm-hmm. my dream hunt now. Mm-hmm. I, I think mine would be too, is, is a big old, you know, we've, we've shot some brown bears. I've shot grizzly with my bow. But I haven't shot a brown bear yet with my bow, and and I mean I wanna, I, I would like to do that or yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think, I think though we would put those both aside if we could get RJ drawn his white bow and have a bull moose in front of him at under twenty yards. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. RJ wants, yeah, RJ he wants the moose. Yeah. No, I, I I get that because Ralph already had his dream hunt when uh, when he saw you come into uh, to his archery shop with uh, with your boyfriend at the time. So he already he already accomplished his dream hunt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, favorite tree stand snack. Ooh, what was it? Favorite tree stand what? Snack. Oh, snack. Yep. Peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Wow. Agreement. Okay, I'm gonna do this last one. Crunchy here. or smooth peanut butter? That's what you want to ask. No crunchy, no crunchy, just smooth. I don't care. It's peanut butter. <laughs> All right. Last question: face mask or face paint? Paint. 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 All right. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Unless it's cold, then it's a face mask. Yeah. It's gonna wipe off anyway. But but to paint when you put it on, it's like you're putting your war paint on. You're getting ready. Except for Ralph gets a little overzealous with it. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you let well, it off it, at the end of the day. It, the reason it is is because my hairline keeps going up the other way. So I have to leave. I end up using more every day. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> don't don't oh, worry. I, I have that problem, too. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that. Well, guys, is there anything that you wanted to add to this episode that we didn't discuss? Or where can we find you? Anything like that? Yeah, you know what, guys? We thank, thank you again so much for having us on here. We really appreciate it. You guys will text calls. We'll do it again sometime. It's been fun. Um, oh, for sure. We, if anyone wants more information on us, it's com. Easy enough to find. And all of our Ralph social all of our social media is at Ralph and Vicky. So it's Ralph <coughs> and Vicky. And um, we got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. What else we got? I don't know. I don't follow it all. I know, <laughs> and, and honestly, I am the one that's doing the social media. Yep. So you can totally tell when it's me and when it's not me. You can tell <laughs> when Ralph gets on there too. Oh yeah. Like, when Ralph gets on there, I'm like, oh lord. If I go out of town or I do something where I can't get on there, I'll be like, hey Ralph, can you just do me a favor quick and, and post something on Facebook? 
I, I get, I'm a nervous wreck until I can see what he puts. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. So he does the weird, like, like he likes his uncontrolled burns, and then he posts pictures of it, and I'm like, no, no, that's not good. <laughs> the whole, he burned a cornfield last year. Oh, well, I didn't no. burn it. Wait, I didn't burn it. The fire did. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And, yeah. Yeah, if but you ever. Anyways, yeah, but you can follow us, get a hold of us any way you want, you know, archerschoicemedia.com, and we're always on the outdoor channel. We've been there for 17 years with Archer's Choice, and you know, uh, 12 I, years yep. on the choice. So I, I think more than that, we, we would just like to say thank you to you guys and, and all of the, the listeners and viewers, because without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And, and we want you to know that we, we never, we will never take it for granted. We thank God every day, and we, we thank all of you for, for putting up with us for all these years. And who knows how long we're going to continue it, but we're going to, you know, until you guys get tired of us, we're going to we'll still be here. Love it. That's great. And if you want to see the uh, the inner workings and the inside of uh, of your guys' house, check out Hoyt in your house. What what year was Hoyt that? in the house. It was, Hoyt uh, in the house. Yeah. I, got, I got it with my bow, and I bought a Hoyt in 2010. And so that's that's when I got the DVD. But mm-hmm. I know it went for I might have went for a couple of years. Um, so that's it's like the Cribs version. Of, oh yeah, uh, yep, that's, even, which is awesome. Yeah, just, a couple, just a couple weeks ago, I put up as a throwback on Thursday on social media. I put a Hoyt in the house. We actually we went Hoyt had brought us in and we we produced all those. It was fun. I liked it. I really enjoyed that. And uh, I just got to say a big thank you to you guys. I've looked up to you guys for a long time, and just thanks for what you do. And just, it's been an honor to have you guys on. Heck yeah, it's yeah. been great. Um, Steve, Mark, Eric, you guys want to add anything before we before we close it just out a, here? Just a big thank you. I mean, we can't say enough. Yep. Yeah, they you know they always say never meet your heroes unless your heroes are Ralph and Vicky. Then go ahead and meet them. You guys are awesome. Uh, this is cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, thank you guys, thank you guys. So Steve, God bless you, man. Stick around on the phone for a second, guys. I, I got to say thanks to all the listeners. We hope you enjoyed this show. Um, guys, I hate to make you more anxious than you need to be, guys and gals out there. Deer antlers are falling off left and right out here. Yep. And uh, yep. depending on your property side, I know you're itching. So i got to say good luck to all you shed hunters out there. Get out send, there. Send us some pictures. If yeah, you send some pictures mm-hmm. in. Email us. Anything social media, workingclassbowhunter.com. I hope you find the antler of your dreams, and I hope you kill that buck next year. Let's do it. So you know what to do. Find the antler, and then you know what to do this summer. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Thanks. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that, Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.